Trapped in the attic, trapped in the attic, trapped in the attic for seven days. Trapped in the attic, trapped in the attic, oh help me. Hello, guys. Welcome back to, to, to I've, I've Trapped in the Attic. <laughs> I've even forgotten what it's called. It's been so long. I've got to start off straight off the bat with giving you my apologies. I'm so sorry, guys. I, I can imagine that there are many of you that have been pining, waiting, reloading your podcast apps. <laughs> but for anybody who has been waiting, I'm so sorry. It's taken me so long, but we're back. It's Trapped in the Attic. Week six of quarantine for me. Oh, this is going to look bad on my... Because um, I've been putting the number of weeks I've been in on in the description. And I can't get away from the fact that I've left a massive gap. Wait. Is it week five? It's week five. Yeah, it's still week five. Okay, it's not as bad. But still. Welcome back. It's welcome back to Trap the Attic. Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Trap the Attic. Woo! Okay. So. So. So, so, so. Where have I been? What have I been doing? Why has this taken me so long? I'm going to get into that in the how am I doing section because that's really where the answer to all of this lies. But for now, we're going to kick off as we always do with what's going on with the coronavirus today. (sighs) Special edition. So it will come as no surprise to any of you that the news sucks (laughs) like i don't know about you guys but if i go a day without watching the news that day is much better than every day that i do watch the news and while we shouldn't be avoiding being informed it's important to be informed which means sometimes we do have to watch the news it's just it's just just. so i'm not about bringing you things that will sadden you that's not why we're doing this um And you already know what's going on, so I don't need to retell you. You know we're in this for at least another three weeks, so it's okay, we can do it, guys. We're all in this together. Still pushing for that to become the national anthem of our country at this time. (laughs) So for today's What's Going On With The Coronavirus Today, we're going back to seeing what's happening around the world, especially because we're all locked inside, and I don't know, I don't know what's going on down the street. I don't know what's going on 500 metres away, let alone at the other side of the world. Today's other side of the world is Ilkley, West Yorkshire. Now, those of you who have been listening to this podcast for a few weeks will be very familiar with my mother. She's great. We love her nuggets of wisdom. (laughs) Today, however, we're going to the same household, but we will be talking to Layla, who is my sister. (laughs) uh, And we're going to hear what she has to say about, uh, (laughs) about the world we live in today. She's very different to me which will become incredibly apparent very very fast (laughs) but that's a good thing it's fantastic who wants to be the same as 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 anybody else i certainly don't uh so it's wonderful she's great and i'll just let her tell us (laughs) okay uh okay uh layla uh uh, tell us tell us what's going on today with the coronavirus today okay (laughs) Hiya. Hiya. So, um, you are one of my siblings. A lot of people won't know that. I um, am. Yeah, you're... Uh, well, do you want 
you're the young well yeah i'm the oldest so we're both the younger younger than me yeah but i'm middle yeah so life's hard for me <laughs> that's fair that's a fair comment so just uh br briefly tell us what you do and then ask you some questions about that right yeah well i'm a healthcare assistant have been for like six years and i work at a convent for retired nuns. <laughs> why does I, why does everyone laugh at that? I have no idea. <laughs> because it's such a bizarre it's a bizarre thing to say. Everyone always looks at me weird, like I'm joking, but I'm doing deadly serious. Looking after me nunnies. That's basically what I do uh, at the moment. Because uh, of the lockdown thing, I basically have to go to work for a week and stay there, and then come home for a week, and then go back for a week. Right. It's quite hard. It's very hard. So you're living for a week. You're living in the nunnery with yeah. the nuns and the other staff members. Yeah, yeah. Living with the nuns. Yeah. So what does an average lockdown day look like inside the walls of the nunnery? Um, a lot of complaining. <laughs> From who? A lot, of... <laughs> a lot of, a lot of. Can I swear? No. Usual day. It's just a usual twelve-hour shift. Just a lot more intense. Right. It's a lot more intense infection control. Okay. Aspect to it. But you know, we have fun. They have feast days. They have happy half hour. What happens in a happy half hour? Well, basically, before lunch, they all go to the community room and they can have a gin or whiskey. Ah, uh, okay. Happy half hour. Not a full hour, otherwise, that's just making our job harder. How many of these nuns are Irish? Uh, about ninety five percent. There's one. Uh, there's one nun from um, Newcastle. Right. Shout out, Sister Francine. <laughs> and like, do they get sent there, or do they choose to go or to like go to Ilkley specifically? Uh, well, there's also there's also like there's only two choices in England where you can go and retire and get care, and there's one in Lytham. Right. And then there's this one in Ilkley, but this one in Ilkley is like bougie. They've got <laughs> massive grounds, they've got an outdoor pool, they've got a pond with ducks in them, they've got a belt house, they've got a tennis court. Obviously, they're too old to use any of it, but... <laughs> How are you finding the lockdown then? Work-related, not work-related, just generally, how are you finding it? It's quite tough, it's very stressful. I'm trying to have good vibes, positive vibes. But, yeah, it's just hard not being able to go home after 12 hours because 12 hours is long mm -hmm. to work and you sort of can't get away with it, from it. Everyone's, like, intense. Everyone's stressed about it all, trying to make sure that none of the sisters get ill. So it's all it's all hardcore. And when I'm at home, I just live my best life. <laughs> what, do you, what do you do? What kind of things do you do to keep yourself... Uh... With positive vibes, as you said. A lot of reality TV. Oh, gosh. Me and Marley chill. Okay. Gin in the evening. And I also I, I have this thing where, like, I call it getting lit with lay. <laughs> okay, uh, expand on that. Basically, I thought, you're doing your podcast, I might do my own. So, oh. getting lit with lay. I've got a theme tune and everything, but I'm not going to sing it. Cause oh, Come on. No, no, it's terrible. Okay. Alright, I'll do a little bit. Get in there with Lay. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> now, like today, get in there with Lay. Basically, I'm going to get lit, 
bring other people who are also lit, which, by the way, if no one knows, that's drunk. Right. <laughs> and then we just talk about litty things and just have a laugh. Um, I mean, I can start, I can see how that could be uh, entertaining. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Lit will lay. If you if you could um, give everyone listening one piece of advice on how to keep those positive vibes going, like you said, what would you say? I would say, think about the day. Don't think about the weeks or the months. Just think about today uh-huh. and what you're going to do. Because if you dwell on how long this is going to go on for, you're just going to put yourself down and end up like negative Nelly, <laughs> aka Ma. <laughs> She has gone a bit neg, hasn't she? Oh my gosh, she's quit smoking teeth. Oh, oh, is that what it is? Every time I talk to her, she's like, oh, hi. Yeah. Oh, and I'm what you're doing. She's like, oh, I'm just on my phone. The other day, I had to tell her off. I said, listen, Leah, (laughs) I cannot deal with your negativity (laughs) when I'm on my week off. I said, I want smiles. I don't care if they're fake smiles. I don't care if you're pretending to be happy. You'd be happy when I'm round. But yeah, what a time to quit smoking, Ma. I mean, good honour. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> That's good advice. Well, thanks very much. Uh, say hi to the nuns for us. If any of them want to jump on the podcast, give me a shout. Wicked Oaks, thanks very much. Right. Speak later. Take care. Ta-ra. Stay safe. You too. Well, thank you very much, Layla. Great to hear from you. Uh, really interesting to hear what's going on inside the nunnery of Ilkley. <laughs> I don't know if that's its official title. But yeah, as one of the people that's working on the front line at the moment, um, massive, massive love to you. And we're all cheering you on. And thank you for do- for doing your job and for going into work every week. This is why we clap. We clap for people like you. <laughs> Woo! So yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> and yeah, she's hit the nail on the head there, guys. Remember to take it one day at a time. And maybe take a leaf out of the nun's handbook there and give yourself a happy half hour every day. You know, do something that you enjoy. Chill, relax, have a gin. I, that that surprised me. <laughs> I didn't. That did surprise me, I'm not going to lie. I don't know as much about nuns as I thought I did. I'm now suddenly realising that all of my nun facts purely are sourced from Sister Act 1 and 2 collectively. Um, so that's not good. <laughs> All right, that's what's going on with the coronavirus and the world, the world today, specifically Ilkley, specifically a nunnery in Ilkley. Yeah, thank you. Okay, let's go. Next. So how am I doing this week? Well, thank you very much for asking. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. (laughs) So, as I mentioned earlier today, I didn't do an episode last week. I just completely missed it. And I borderline didn't do one this week, but it's still Sunday, so it's still this week. So, that counts, okay? It still counts! (laughs) But basically, last week, I had my lockdown lull. Now, last week was the fourth week for me personally to be in this quarantine situation. So it's a month for those math enthusianados. That's not a word. What is the word? Enthusianado? Enthusianado? What am I trying to say? Initianado? Oh, wow. Whoa. Ficionado. I did it. Oh my goodness! Wow! Um, so as I was saying, I've been in quarantine for six weeks. Five weeks! Oh! Ugh. Um, 
Yeah, so I've been in quarantine for a few weeks now and last week was the month marker for me. And I just had a bit of a lull, guys. I don't know if you've hit this yet yourselves. I don't know if you're prepared. I think I don't want to make this a sad fest. But, oh my gosh, sad fest. What am I, 13 years old? But yeah, I don't want to bring it down here, but I think it's important to be aware that at some point you're going to feel uh, the lockdown lull, the quarantine qualm, if you will. You're going to feel a bit like... <sighs> like a deflated whoopee cushion, you know? Uh, and that's what happened to me last week. And now saying that, it wasn't awful. I just didn't feel like doing anything. I was like, oh, it, you know, every day had been pretty much the same, more or less, for four weeks at that point. And like, I'm a person who likes to do stuff. I'm sure you are too. Most people are. <laughs> uh, you know, at that point, I was just getting bored of the monotony of of the day um and nothing was doing nothing was doing it for me i just kind of sat in my chair did my work uh you know i watched some youtube videos and i actually sat down to do the podcast last week i want you to know that and i recorded about half of it and i was listening back to it as i was editing it and i was like oh man i just sound so sad i just sound so sad and like a little bit like uh, what's the point uh, I, I was basically the book of Ecclesiastes. So, you know, if you don't know what that means, go have a look. It's actually a really good book. Um, so, uh, And I thought, you know, I don't want to put the podcast out. This podcast is about bringing a little bit of joy, a light-hearted, fluffy marshmallow perspective to the situation. And I was not given that last week, guys. Um, so that's why I didn't record the podcast in the end and I didn't put it out. And I got to the end of the week and I thought, oh, wow. I kind of had to drag myself out of the week there. I wore the same pair of shorts pretty much for seven days in a row. You know, it's... That's when you know. <laughs> Considering it was the lowest week I've had so far, it was actually a pretty good week, all things considered. So, always things to be grateful for. Always things to be thankful for. And I'm going to keep saying it to you because it's true. There's always good in these situations. And if you're currently in your lockdown well now... Uh, I just want you to know, you, you're going to not be in it eventually. You're going to get out of it soon. Trust. Go one day at a time. Call your people. I always say, call me. Come and chat to me. FaceTime me. I'm available. I'm here. I've got the time. And make sure you surround yourself with good things if you can. And, you know, if it's helpful, avoid the news. Like I said, ah, forget you, news. Forget you, man. And alongside that, my brain just is losing it's just i don't know if it's gonna get like more mushy <laughs> is it possible for it to get more mushy i'm unclear i am i'm unclear about that <laughs> like yesterday right um i got out of bed and i hit my knee on the frame of my bed and it cut me and i started to bleed on my kneecap right and that and I, this is like half seven in the morning okay not not cool i'm like fine i've cut my knee fine whatever uh, so then I went downstairs to get a bowl of cereal and particularly my Lion Bar cereal. Now, if you know me at all, you'll know that I generally don't eat breakfast. So this is a big deal that I'm even eating breakfast, right? And like, I've gone downstairs and I'm eating my Lion Bar cereal, which is my favourite cereal. It's like a dirty cereal. And by that, I mean, it's just not good for you. You shouldn't be eating it as a breakfast food. I don't really think it should be sold as one, <laughs> but it is anyway. But it's like the best cereal of all time. So I'm, I pour the biggest bowl of this thing, guys. I pour in way more than the recommended daily amount of my Lion Bar cereal into this bowl. Go to the fridge, 
get some milk as you do for your cereal and I'm like pouring that milk in at this point I've already cut my knee it's sad and I'm bleeding and I'm like I'm on my cereal so I start eating it and I'm thinking about my knee <laughs> oh, you know it's retelling the story makes it sound way less of a big deal than it is but that's that's kind of that's what the quarantine does and magnifies these things you know you know you know you know anyway about three spoonfuls in i'm like this tastes weird it's like on the edge of tasting weird and bearing in mind it's early as well so i'm not really fully functioning also i've been in quarantine for four weeks at this point so i'm definitely not fully functioning so i audibly say the words this milk tastes weird out of my mouth and tim who stood next to the fridge goes into the fridge pulls the milk out looks at it and then there's throughout this whole thing I'm still eating my cereal because you know lime bar <laughs> and then he goes oh that'll be because it went out of date like a week ago <sighs> guys I can't tell you I can't tell you how I can't tell you <laughs> so I had to throw my whole bowl of lime bar cereal away I was absolutely devastated and then uh, rewind to earlier that morning before I cut my knee I put on a clean shirt right I just washed my clothes it took me two weeks to get to the point where I was like I need to wash my clothes because like I said I just don't want to do anything <laughs> including washing my clothes I finally ran out of things to wear what a brand new shirt man it was brand new and I spilt the sour milk all down the front of my shirt and I was like it's today it's gonna be one of those days isn't it yeah that's how I was that day <laughs> But I'm telling you this because that was yesterday and you know what? Today has been an absolutely fantastic day. A fantastic day. And I don't want to trivialise anything. I don't know what's going on with you guys. I know things are going to be hard for a lot of people at the moment. But the moral of the story is that tomorrow still has to come and there is always hope that tomorrow is going to be a fantastic day. So hold on to that. I know you can do it. That is how I am doing. All right. Let's move on, shall we? We shall. Okie dokie, guys. It's that wonderful time of the podcast again. Please raise a glass and be upstanding. It's Patty's Challenge. Oh, here we go. It's Patty's Challenge. Oh, here we go. It's Patty's Challenge. Oh, here we go. It's Patty's Challenge. Oh, will she destroy me today? Hey! Could have gone longer than that. I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> so we're back again with Patty's challenge, and uh, she's ah uh, Patty. <laughs> now on the surface, it's gonna seem that what she's asked me to do is not that bad. And previous to doing this, I would have said I don't embarrass easy. But to be honest, I've tempted fate, haven't I? Really. Pretty much at the end of every single party's challenge, I'm like, oh, I thought you'd embarrass me. Oh, don't you live to embarrass me? I mean, I asked for it. Could this potentially be the most embarrassing thing she's asked me to do? Well, uh, I'll let you be the judge of that. So what did you ask me to do today, Patty? Hello, hello, hello. It's me, Patty, for Patty's challenge. So... You're fully aware that Patty's challenge is all centred around embarrassment, specifically of you. So I thought this week we'd really focus in on that topic. 
And I've got some questions for you that I'd like you to answer. Okay, so... (laughs) Okay, I'm a... um, Right. (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) Oh my gosh. So, uh, Patty's got a few questions for me. I'm 100% sure they're designed to embarrass me. So, we'll go one at a time, shall we? Um, and yeah, so let's do today's Pies Challenge, which is party question time. Okay, what's question number one, Patty? Question number one Who was your first crush? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so yes, is okay. So I don't know if anyone I went to school with knows this, and I, I'm 100% sure some of them listen to this, <laughs> but. I'm an adult. I can talk about these things. Like I was like 11 years old, so whatever. Um, it's cool. I'm fine. Ah. Um. So my first ever crush was a guy called Lewis McCluskey. That was his name. You see, this is <laughs> it's embarrassing because there's people I know who still know him. I still know him. Um. But yeah, I was 11. I just remember being like, ah, oh, he's a bit of alright. <laughs> Oh, I hate... Oh, gosh. Okay, next question. Question number two. What is your guilty pleasure? So, you know, this one, not as embarrassing, because I just love what I love, and I'm not really ashamed about it, except for the things that I don't tell anyone about. (laughs) Oh, gosh. You know, actually, um, I'm going to have to say on this one... um, so yeah, this is something I really enjoy that I don't talk to anyone about because it's it's a bit weird, um, but I find it very relaxing. Um, that is the internet phenomena, that is ASMR, um, and that is just a bunch of people like tapping on Tupperware and stuff, and you know like reading a book. <laughs> I can't even. I don't know how to describe it in any way that doesn't make it sound weirder than it is. Ah, go look it up. Wow, you've actually really got me on this one, Patty. Next question, please. Number three. What is an embarrassing story from your adulthood? Okay, so... Okay, so for this one, there's so much to choose from. (laughs) But when I was 16, now, uh, obviously it wasn't adult when I was 16, but you're not going to be angry at me for telling you the story. So, but when I was 16 years old, me and my friends, Josh, uh, Ollie and Luke were in the park and we were, you know, drinking uh, some Strongbow, which you shouldn't have done. Don't do it, kids. Just, just um, drink water. <laughs> so anyway... Uh, there were some unfriendly groups of people further in the park uh, that we very lovingly referred to as chavs at the time, which is not the colloquial language of, of today. We were children, okay? We were silly. Anyway, there were some chavs. <laughs> uh, we got up to leave and Josh just screamed the word chavs at them, which offended them, rightly so. And so then they chased us. And in the ensuing chase, I just weed myself. <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh. I just weed myself. Just, I don't know why. 
a combination of many things. Um, so I just had to spend the rest of the night just, um, yeah, covered in my own urine. So <sighs> that's that story. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> next question. Please, please stop. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Number four. What is the worst thing you've ever eaten? You know, that mouldy lime bar cereal milk is up there, but only on an emotional level. <laughs> but I'd say the worst thing I've ever eaten. I once heard a rumour when I was a little bit younger that if you think to yourself that an onion is an apple, so you're holding an onion and you're like, in your mind, you close your eyes and you're like, this is an apple, this is an apple, and you bite it, it'll taste like an apple. It doesn't. <laughs> it's just biting into a raw onion, so <laughs> that wasn't a great day for me. <laughs> and to finish off, would you rather have a five minute conversation with your past self or your future self? That one isn't really about embarrassing you, it's just quite a good would you rather question. Just have a, have a little ponder on that. Um, that's a really good question and I've thought about this before and I really think that everything that's ever happened to you no matter how good it is no matter how bad it is makes you who you are today and as much as there are many things that I don't like <laughs> that have happened in my past I wouldn't change those things because they have formed who I am today they are little bricks in the house that is my life. <laughs> so I would rather have a five minute conversation with my future self. I don't really know what I would uh, ask myself. I'd be like, hey, did you ever make that hot sauce you said you were gonna make in that quarantine in 2020? I'll most likely say, yeah boy. And now I sell that hot sauce for a living and I live in a house that is a big bottle of <laughs> Hot sauce. Where is this gone? <laughs> okay, that's over. Wow. Okay, you've learned a lot about me there. If you haven't already throughout this entire podcast, is there anything else to know? I'm not 100% sure. Patty, you've lived up to the expectation of embarrassment there. So, yeah, there you go. Um, I weed myself once. I ate a raw onion. I'd go to the past, and if anyone has Lewis McCluskey's phone number, please send it on. <laughs> All right, Patty, thank you very much. Let's sing ourselves out of here, shall we? Yes, we shall. Oh, here we go. It's Patty's challenge. Oh, here we go. It's Patty's challenge. Oh, here we go. It's Patty's challenge. How will she destroy me today? Hey! That was that was much better. Yes, good 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 job, me. <laughs> All right, so we're at the final little segment of our podcast today, and we're trying out a new segment which we only premiered at the last episode, which is called "I Know Nothing, Ask Me Anything." So the premise is you send me in a question, and I basically just try and answer it. Whatever the question is, 
I will try and give you an answer by the end of my incessant rambling. In the last episode, Ruth Rogers asked me how many eggs is too many eggs. And after extensive thought process, which was incredibly deep and unnecessary, the answer is 13, which is scientifically and mathematically correct in every way possible. So they even try and refute that. <laughs> and a few of you have sent me in a few questions. So thank you very much. And we'll get round to them all, I think. And if you do enjoy this segment, send me in a question and we'll keep doing it. Equally, if you miss unnecessary rants, also let me know. Maybe we can go on and off between the two. Either way, I'm here for you to just talk rubbish. It's going to be rubbish talking either way, you know. So <laughs> so today's question for I Know Nothing Ask Me Anything actually comes from my mum. So we've got double trouble on the family front today. And my mum has asked me, who picks up the dog poos of blind people's guide dogs? <laughs> what a question. Oh man. Okay. Okay. Let's have it. Let's, tr let's do this. So first line of thought straight off the bat. Now remember, I haven't thought about this until this very moment. So this is a fresh, fresh, oh my goodness, as fresh as those dog poos. Okay, let's get this straight out the way. It's not the dog, okay? Those dogs are incredibly smart. They're incredibly clever. They can, like, stop at traffic lights and they can warn their owners that things are coming and they are really clever, but they don't have thumbs. So don't care how clever they are, but you can't pick anything up if you don't have thumbs. Try it now. Go on, try and pick something up. Oh, actually, it's not too hard. Hmm. Okay, but dogs don't have long enough fingers to do it without a thumb. So, the point still stands, okay? So it's not the dog. It can't be the dog. Unless they give the dog, like, a little, like, a little bag? Like, can you, can the dog use its mouth? Can it use its mouth? But then where would it know where to put it? Hold on, have I underestimated the smartness of the guide dog here? Hmm. Nah, I'm gonna rule out the dog because I just don't think it would know to do that. And I feel like if we could train our dogs to pick up their own poo, we would have extended that training way beyond the guide dog vicinity of things. Okay, so, so I just I just don't think it's the dog. Okay, All right. So it's gotta be a person. It's gotta be a person. Okay, so who's gonna do it? It's not the blind person. What? To be fair, why couldn't the blind person pick up the poo? Like, surely they could know. Like, what if the dog sits, does its poo, and then does like a, a certain amount of barks that just to be like, I've done a poo. So can you pick up my poo, please? And then, oh, but that's so tricky. That's asking for trouble, and I fuck that would be harsh. <laughs> Have you ever seen a person pick up a guide dog's poo? I never have. Although I don't see many people picking up dog poo because we're bad at that as people. So that doesn't help either. I just don't think it's a blind person because it feels harsh because you're risking getting poo on your hands there. That's a big risk that you just don't want to be taking. So I just don't think that's the answer. So it's got to be another person, right? Which means either... <sighs> no... <sighs> Which means someone, surely, it's got to be someone's job. This has to be somebody's job. Or is every poo that you see on the road that hasn't been picked up the poo of a guide dog? Is Have we cracked something here, guys? Is is that what it is? The answer is actually no one? Ah, no. 
I don't think that's it. They're too, they're too, the guide dog people are amazing and they're too savvy for that. They wouldn't be known for littering the world with poo. So that's not it. So it's got to be somebody's job. It has got to be somebody's job. That's like the only logical answer to this. It's got to be someone's job to... No, but that makes no sense! How do you... <laughs> this is... Oh my gosh! This is a mind boggler. All right, we need to think outside the box here. If I owned the city and I don't want guide dog poos to not be picked up, what do I do? I honestly think I would just have a person whose job it is to pick up any unpicked up dog poo and chuck it in the bin. I really do. I think that's how I do it. Because I don't think it's fair to fine the blind person for the dog poo because you do get fined if you don't pick up after your dog. But I've never heard of anybody getting fined for that. So maybe that's just a deterrent for people who can actually see and thus pick up the poo but it's like a fake warning it's like a it's like a warning shot whereas actually it's kind of like a buffer so that the person whose job it is their city poo picker upper it's easier for them it's not picking up a thousand poos they just pick up a hundred poos instead wow <laughs> i genuinely feel like I've, I've cracked something here guys i really do i think but then are we paying tax unknowingly so that a guy or a girl or a girl could go around and pick up dog poo I mean, I, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. Because you don't want your city to be loaded with dog poo. And, you know, if people are A, not going to pick it up, or B, are unable, then surely that means the answer is someone in the council is paid to pick up dog poo. That's the answer. Ah. <laughs> oh, Oh man, okay. Wow. That was hard. But I think that's good. Okay, so a special surprise for you guys. This question will not go unanswered. Because when my mum asked me if I knew the answer, she then said, I actually do know what the answer to this question is. Um, which doesn't surprise me. So I'm going to ring her now and I'm going to find out <laughs> who picks up the dog poos. Uh, for the guide dogs. I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited for this one. Hello, love. Hiya, ma'am. Um, I've come to you to retrieve the answer to the question, who picks up the poos for guide dogs? Which I've, I've just tried to answer myself. Um, and what's your, what's your answer? My answer is that the council pays one person to just pick up all the poos and they don't know if it's a guide dog poo or not it's just their job to pick up poos no ah, no damn it right so the answer is when guide dog puppies are trained they're trained to only go to the toilet on command so a blind person would open the door and make them wee and poo in the garden before they go on a walk and they know they're not allowed to unless they're told to oh my gosh that's how clever they are <laughs> I've underestimated the cleverness of the guide dog. Yeah. Oh, that's I'm... how clever they are. They only go on command. Oh, I ruled out the dog straight away. Ah, so there you go. Clever, clever, clever. Right. And the reason why they use Labradors is because they're so food orientated. It's easy to train them with treats. So it's very they're very quick to grasp onto anything. Yeah, but, well, by that logic, if you throw a plate of Nando's at me, I can learn anything. Yeah. <laughs> 
so that before they go on an outing, they'll open the door and say, go wee wees, and they know they've got to do everything that they have to do, and then that's it. So you'll never see a guard dog having a poo on the streets. You know, wow. That is great. It's a great yeah. answer. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. There you go. It's a great question. Yeah, I'll think of another one for you next time. Thanks. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, love. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Well, there you go, guys. They train the dog. Oh, man, I feel like a fool. I cast the dog out straight up. You know, I'm going to learn a lot from this process. As always, if you have a question you would like me to try and answer, please do let me know, and I would love to have a go. That rhymed. I'm a poet, and I didn't realise. All right, that is today's segment of I Know Nothing. Ask me anything. Boop, boop. Alright guys, well that is the end of today's episode of Trapped in the Attic. It is week five of Trapptivity. That's a mixture of trapped and captivity I've just come up with there. You're welcome. It brings me full joy and ultimate gladness to be able to spend a little bit of time with you and hopefully, like I say, bring a nice fluffy marshmallow perspective to the situation as always guys get in touch with your people hit me up if you want to have a conversation hit me up if you would like prayer for anything and remember that this is a high intense situation so give yourself a break give yourself a little bit of slack cut yourself some some uh pizza slice (laughs) i lost i really lost the thread there the point is um you know be kind to yourself Make sure you're surrounded by good things and good people and have a super, super, super fantastic week. And I will see you next week. If I don't, come and find me and like throw eggs at me or something. Actually don't because eggs are pretty sparse at the moment. I actually do because I will catch those eggs and then use them as my own. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm going to go have a sit down. (laughs) Love you all. Have a fantastic week and I'll see you next time. Trapped in the attic, trapped in the attic, trapped in the attic for seven days. Trapped in the attic, trapped in the attic, oh help me.